Today's episode is sponsored by my newest favorite small shop, Pretty Witchy. Pretty Witchy is a shop based in the UK that specializes in alternative jewelry and decor that will fit even the most unique tastes. From gothic to boho, there is something for absolutely everyone and at such a good price. I was lucky enough to receive her beetle pendant and stag beetle ring to match, and what I think is my new favorite piece, a moonstone ring that I haven't taken off since the minute it arrived in the mail. And if jewelry isn't your thing, Pretty Witchy also carries things like healing crystals, alternative decor, and witch ritual kits. Not only are their items absolutely gorgeous and incredibly made, but they use eco-friendly packaging that ships worldwide so you can feel good about your purchase. Ready to shop for yourself? Head on over to www.etsy.com slash UK slash shop slash Pretty Witchy UK and use the code MORNINGCUP for your exclusive discount. And make sure you follow them on Instagram so you can keep up to date when a new item drops. Remember, that's Pretty Witchy UK on Etsy and use the code MORNINGCUP today. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... There are some crimes where, despite all of the evidence, we may never know a true motive. Or this motive will be argued back and forth for years, leaving many unsatisfied with the results. On July 22, 2016, a young boy committed a mass shooting that, to this day, many argue what the true motive could be. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Just before 6 p.m. on July 22, 2016, bystanders in and around the Olympia shopping mall in Munich, Germany, were stunned by the deafening sound of gunshots coming from a nearby McDonald's restaurant. An 18-year-old Iranian-German boy named David Ali Sanboli had, in the days before the attack, created a fake Facebook account and sent out four invitations to people to meet him at the fast food chain. No one answered, and after sitting at the table and waiting for close to an hour, he went to the bathroom, took out a handgun from his backpack, and opened fire on a group of six teenagers who were gathered at a table. One was wounded, and the rest perished. He left the restaurant, turned to the side, and began shooting at a bystander fleeing towards a nearby electronics store, and two cars that were parked by. Sixteen bullets later, he had killed three more innocent strangers and wounded another three. He then crossed the road and started walking slowly but deliberately towards the crowded shopping mall where he would shoot another teenager who was standing near the elevator. With a victim count already at nine, police deployed 2,300 officers throughout Munich to try and find the dangerous shooter. As they weren't quite sure exactly where he was and knew he was on the move, they urged residents to stay inside their homes until further notice. Tram, train, and bus services were stopped. A special operations unit called the GSG-9 was deployed, and investigators asked other regions of Germany, Austria, and Switzerland for assistance in the investigation. Wanting to do something to help their friends and neighbors started the hashtag often in meaning open door, to help show safe spots for those fleeing the massacre. 
While all of this was happening, units who arrived at the McDonald's found the backpack David had pulled his weapons from and used a robot to examine its contents. Inside, they found 300 rounds of ammunition. And with that, officials warned of, quote, an acute terror situation, feeling as though an arsenal of ammunition that big may mean there were up to three attackers. At around 6 p.m., the lone gunman walked from the shopping mall over a covered footbridge and into the multi-story car park that served the shopping center and its surrounding areas. All the while, shooting at passersby on the parking deck who managed to flee completely unharmed. Once at the parking lot, he fired 13 rounds at two unoccupied cars before walking up to the top level of the deck. It was here that he engaged in an argument with a man who was standing on the balcony of his nearby apartment and fired two shots at the man. A rebounding bullet hit a different balcony dweller, at which point David fired three more shots towards the mall and at an employee who remained uninjured. It was around this time that this erratic shooting drew the attention of police officers who spotted him from an outdoor balcony of the mall and one officer fired a shot from a submachine gun but missed. Knowing now that he had been seen, David Sambali ran to a nearby residential area, tried to get into a house, and instead hid in the stairwell. Once seen by residents, he changed up his hiding spot and went into a bike storage room where, at about 8.26 p.m., he went outside and was confronted by police. Rather than surrender, David Ali Sambali took his deadly weapon and pointed it at his own head, becoming his 10th and final victim. When the dust settled on the attack, 36 individuals were injured during the shooting, four of which suffered from gunshot wounds. Wanting to keep the panic at a minimum, officials urged the public not to post photos or videos of the shooting online and instead created a special upload platform where they could add media to it that would go directly to investigators. A number of videos were uploaded, but in one in particular, David can be heard shouting, Ich bin Deutscher, I am German, after an onlooker began shouting anti-Turkish slurs. As the hospital started to receive the injured and those who perished were identified, investigators realized that seven of the nine dead were Muslim and two were of Turkish origin, leading many to believe that David specifically targeted people of Turkish or Arab origin for reasons that, until they looked into his background, didn't seem quite clear. David Sambali, born Ali Sambali on April 20th, 1998, was born and raised in Munich by Shiite Muslim parents who came to Germany as asylum seekers in the 1990s. David, up until this deadly shooting, had a completely spotless criminal record. He lived in a nearby apartment with his parents and younger brother, grew up in a secular household, maintained a part-time job distributing local newspapers, and was described by those who knew him as a polite boy. According to David's parents, they believed their son had possibly converted to Christianity, but that he, like them, wasn't incredibly religious. But, according to investigators, he was a boy obsessed with mass shootings and had materials about the subject in his room, including a manifesto, leading to the conclusion that the day he chose for his own rampage was to, quote, celebrate the 2001 Norway attacks on its fifth anniversary, a rampage he had been planning for about a year. As police continued digging into David's life, the Munich police chief came to the conclusion that the shooting was not an act of terrorism, but a, quote, classic shooting rampage, 
and that his victims were chosen at random. And the fact that they all seemed to come from immigrant backgrounds was simply because that shopping mall was a place frequently patronized by children of migrants, as was the nearby McDonald's. Many have discounted this coincidence, though, and a number of reports claim that he targeted groups that he felt picked on him while he was in school, that this was all revenge for bullying. David had undergone psychiatric treatment for depression, anxiety, and PTSD, and in 2015, had been treated for two months in an inpatient facility where he told fellow patients to refer to him as spree killer. He was a loner who suffered from years of bullying, both mental and physical, and a former classmate would later recall, we always mobbed him in school. He always told us that he would kill us. According to the reports, he developed a hatred for those who bullied him and those who came from the same backgrounds as his bullies and believed that the people that he hated were infected by a virus that he needed to exterminate. In October of 2017, After a number of news sources reported on some troubling facts about David's views, a panel of three political scientists concluded that, while bullying may have been the root of some of his issues, David's attacks were driven mainly by xenophobia and far-right ideology, much like his idol, Anders Bering Bravik. Investigators argue that these views stemmed from his bullying, and in 2018, the Bavarian State Office of Criminal Investigation concluded that the incident was a non-political shooting rampage driven by bullying, romantic rejection, and obsession with mass shootings. Two years after the shooting, police opened an investigation when they found out that David had been in contact with William Atchison, the perpetrator of the 2017 Aztec High School shooting who wrote an epitaph for David after his death, calling him a, quote, true Aryan and a, quote, true German. As a result, in 2019, the stance that David's shooting was non-political was reversed and reclassified as a, quote, politically motivated crime, claiming the radical right-wing and racist views of the perpetrator should not be ignored. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 23rd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.